Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Engineering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that was pulled from the depths of an ancient ruin and converted into an audio medium just for you. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined as always by my archaic friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here. Believe it or not, he's the highly educated archaeologist behind the discovery. <laughs> yes, indeed, I am. I have a degree and a mustache. I found this statue, which is in the shape of a penguin, a relic of sorts. It, but, and it's on a pedestal which says Club Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a relic from the early era of the 2000s. <laughs> really digging into the past there, aren't you? <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Well, good on you, Daniel. Well, speaking of that, Janelle's here too. Janelle, how does it feel to be a relic of the past? Um, I mean, since I guess the early 2000s are really reaching back there, and I was born before that, I oh, I have a lot of things to think about now. Um, it's accompanied by a fluffle. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just going to have to go sit and, and think about things and what it means to, to be old and relicky. So, yeah. No, we're I'll all, get back we're all in our late 20s. That is so old. That's a quarter so of a century. Old. I yeah, know. All of us are totally in our late 20s. Yep. Middle. Well, mid, middle mid 20. to late. Well, AJ, you look like you're 45. So, I mean, <laughs> AJ, AJ's the baby of the group who looks way older. Oh. <laughs> AJ's just a baby. It's okay. <laughs> Well, speaking of old, ancient things, Nate's here too, and he's kind of like a Rosetta Stone level discovery because he likes other languages, even though he can't decide which one he actually wants to speak. No, it's very simple. I just need to learn how to talk shit in all the languages, and that's it. And that pretty much summarizes your knowledge, right? Yeah. Well, fuck you, mate. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yes that different language. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wonderful different language. English knees. Yes. <laughs> I was more referencing his obsession with calling octopuses tacos, but that's good enough, I guess. Don't talk about superior languages in this inferior language. Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> I'll I'll back off. I'll back off. Well, anyway, Joel's here too, and he's kind of like Indiana Jones because he's a history buff venturing into these forgotten ruins with annoying sidekicks at his side. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to abduct a child and bring him down into the Temple of Doom with me. All the while it's going... Careful, Joel. It's going to get copyright struck. Well, yeah, I know, but you have, I to, get, you have to do a slightly off tune. Well, no, but we can afford the licensing fees for that. Yeah, well, we're totally I guess that so. Rich. I guess after this historic uncovering of the podcast, we have uh, all the money we need. Yeah, I, I think it'll be fine. Okay, if I you, think if, it'll be if, fine if you, if you feel so. Joe, yeah. you're like halfway there with your goal because we kidnapped Fergus. And just like in Indiana Jones, Fergus will die a very painful death. Yeah. Because he's out of his league. So I hope you're prepared for that. Oh, I'm prepared. As long as he suffers. <laughs> oh, I thought you liked Fergus. <laughs> I do. 
But I want to watch Lady Hecate suffer more. Oh my oh. god, bringing that up again, man. As long as she's alive. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see how things go. We've still got a long story ahead of us. I know, I've got a lot of levels to get first. Oh. Well, finally, we have AJ, the long lost relic that was forgotten for a very good reason. Huh? Oh, you, Josh, it's you. Oh, the, the cast members. It's been so long since since the last episode. I've, I've grown Guys, this don't, beard. Don't make eye contact with him. Guys, are we doing a podcast today? Pret- pretend, you can't, uh, pretend you can't hear him. This, this, it's always so awkward. Janelle, hi, hi, I too Janelle. am also a relic, so we can talk. Oh, it's so Janelle, good to Janelle, see other don't. people. No, Josh, she's already gone. It's fine. Oh, no. You just, called just, me Just old. keep walking. This is where I am now. Do you want a butterscotch? I have butterscotch. Oh, yeah. I love a butterscotch. They're tasty. Oh, actually, I, I would really like a butterscotch, too. Hi, Not AJ. How's it going? No, no. no. <laughs> Back up. No, Josh. No. Not for it's you. So weak. I, I want butterscotch. I love butterscotch. You shall be punished. It's my second favorite youngins. thing beneath cinnamon. Now I'm eating them all. That's not going to ah. be good for your GI. We'll see uh, how that returns. It's it's just a solid butterscotch in the, my stomach. Oh, boy. Here, t- tickle him till he throws up. Your burps will smell like butterscotch for days. Oh, that's going to be so good. Now I actually really do want butterscotch. Butterscotch is amazing. Well, anyway, how are you guys all doing this week, you dusty, dusty old skeletons? Doing good. Listening to the beauty that is this apartment. Somewhere between the time we started recording till now, I've heard running around a mysterious beeping noise and a cat meow. We don't have a cat, mind you. We don't have a cat. Well, hey, new apartments will do that to you. Gotta mm-hmm. just well, figure out the. I don't know. I was gonna go somewhere with that, but I I'm out of energy, guys. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. Stompy, Thunderfoot, and Crybaby are at it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> just wait. One of these days, you guys will have kids too, and you're gonna go through the exact same thing. Hopefully, though, not to our neighbor's dismay. Yeah, it'll so, just be our own problem. Well, listener at home, for to cue you in on the joke. The monsters that are the children that live upstairs literally throw themselves in the walls and floors from like 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. pretty much every single day. <laughs> so that thus they have earned those names. You shouldn't give fake names to your children. <laughs> well, I trust that you guys will raise your kids the right way. Oh, no, they'll still probably slam themselves into the floors, but... Well, no, but by the right way, I mean, you're going to teach them to play Dungeons and Dragons from an early age. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. You know what? That's what we're doing tonight. We're playing some Dungeons and Dragons. How'd you guys like that segue? It's beautiful. Managed to appeal to that familial connection, that connection with family. There's so much emotion behind it. It's kind of like the connection that I have at the beginning of every episode when I say "butter me up, Josh," because I'm churning for adventure. No. Yep, that's your <laughs> no. new that's your new catchphrase. First it was I "get me it. wet," no. now it's "churn me, churn me up, and cover me in butter," or whatever the hell you just said. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, come on, baby, churn me up. Come on, yeah, no, I'd... move on, move on. Do churn me, up. Do the recap. I don't want. To... <laughs> no. Daniel, your mom listens to this podcast. Yes. Okay, I guess he doesn't care. I was hoping that would mm-hmm. shut him up, but all right. So before we butter Daniel up, 
and get this episode started. I'm going to give us a quick recap, and then we will slide back into the action on this lubricated slide covered with Danny's <laughs> butter. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. <laughs> so last episode, you guys had some time to recover from the Eidvaras attack, and you also spent some time going through the documents that you collected from Mr. Smills' office and the documents that Lady Hecate delivered to you. So you were able to narrow down the next potential lead in your journey, specifically the Western Volthrin Medical Supplies Company. So you've kind of got an idea of where you need to go to kind of get things moving. However, before that night was over, Aegon saw a figure in the forest standing and watching you. And when he went to investigate, he was attacked by this four-armed hulking thing with spotlight-like eyes. And when the rest of you came to help, a second one emerged from the forest as well. So we will jump right back into the action of this fight. So at the beginning of this round, we are going to move to Fio. Fio and Tuo are charging towards this hulking creature with digigrade legs, kind of this weird muscle skeleton type construction from uh, these chitinous plates and wielding these two massive scythe-like blades, all the while emitting, at the moment, beams of light, but generally just light in general from its four staring eyes on its faceplate. And so Fio has charged for this thing is likewise going to charge at Fio and towering over him it is going to slash down with its scythes three times oh my god so I'm going to roll them all at once so that's going to be an 18 a 7 and a natural 20 to hit uh yeah the the 7 doesn't but everything else totally does okay oh boy So the first one is actually not going to be too bad for you, Theo. It is only going to be 11 slashing damage. Okay. (laughs) Thankfully, I uh, actually raged before he got into close melee for once. So that that halves uh, slashing and, and you know, other physical attacks like that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Do we round up or down? Round down. So that's five. Awesome. Woo! Okay, and then the natural 20. No, that that was the natural 20. Oh, that was the natural 20. Oh, yeah, okay. sorry. That was the natural 20. I rolled that one first because I had all my D4s in my hand. Gotcha. Oh, crap. And the second one, well, 11 slashing damage. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel bad for him. Almost, almost max damage on that second one. Oh, boy. Okay, so it's another five down. So, yeah, it is just slashing at you, but it's like a strange fluid movement, almost like it, this weird chitinous monstrosity is dancing. Like you barely hear its footsteps and like the movements are fluid, yet you can't really dodge them super effectively. And uh, it's turned its main like spotlight back on, right? To look ahead at us? Yeah, no? so it is bl- trying to blind you with its spotlight. Oh my god, just picturing this in the dark, just scattering shadows across the area. Exactly. And the second one is going to charge towards Aegon and Vez, and it's going to move so that both of them are within its reach, so within five feet of it. 
and it is going to go full ham on Aegon. But I'm going to roll each of these individually, because if Aegon goes down, it's going to attack someone else. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who it could be. So Aegon, that's a 10 to hit you on the first one. I don't misses. think that does it. Second one is a natural one. That misses. Oh, my gosh. And the third one is an 18. That hits. Okay, so you dodge the first two, but then it swings both sides down at you at the same time, and you barely manage to back away as it deals 10 slashing damage to you. <laughs> well... So now it's Jasper's turn. So you were never really asleep, so you just activate and stand up and immediately start making your way towards the action like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um... Wild. Does a magic missile hit the uh, farthest one? Uh, yes, magic missile has a range of 120 feet, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's only 70 feet away, so magic missile will will hit it. All right. That's 12 damage. Okay, so you send these three green streaks at the one nearest Theo, and just blam, 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 they blast into it, sending pieces of its body, like, flying away, and it just stumbles backwards and rights itself and looms over Theo, but it turns its lights in your direction. All right, then I'm just going to go take cover somewhere. Okay, are you just going to drop prone or are you going to jump behind a tree? I'll just jump behind a tree. Okay, so you jump behind a tree to get uh, cover for a plus five, eight to your AC. Okay. Hey, Gunner, it is your turn. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um... Uh, it's tough because I think he, I think Gunner had his eyes trained on the one towering over Fio, but I think he hears the commotion going over, uh, over in Aegon's direction, and I think he faintly sees, like the tearing of robes. And he's like, oh man, I need to help him. So, I think Gunner is going to stand up, and he's going to put his bow away, but he is going to cast mirror image on himself. Uh, yeah, and he's going to do that as an action. Uh, so standing up only uses five feet for Gunner, but since he's n not attacking this turn, he loses 10 feet of movement. So then he is going to move 40 feet west towards uh, Aegon and Vez, and he's going to say to Vez, don't worry, I'm going to do my best to help, and hopefully we won't die. Be inspired. And he's going to, <laughs> and he's going to give. And fortunately, th this is fueled by magic, because in, in no real world would Gunner inspire anyone. Uh, oh. hey, except I'm for the listener at home. <laughs> uh, so Gu Gunner is going to give Vez a bardic inspiration, which... As a quick reminder, you can use to add a d6 to add to an ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. So, All right, so good job on Gunner. Okay, so now we are on to Aegon. Aegon is stumbling backward after this scythe assault. He's actually not looking too good, is he, Joel? Yeah, Aegon's in a, quite a bit of pain there. Um... <laughs> I think one of the blades did clip him, so like he's uh, bleeding a little bit from his robes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not having a good time, so I think what Aegon is going to do is, first and foremost, he is going to cast Create Bonfire underneath the creature. 
next to him. <laughs> okay. And So what, uh, what does that do exactly? Yes, yeah, so I will read it for you. Create bonfire. Uh, creates a bonfire on the ground that I can see within range. Uh, until it ends, it fills a five-foot cube. And any creature in the bonfire space when I cast a spell must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 fire damage. And a creature must also make the saving throw when it moves into the bonfire space for the first time or ends its turn there. Oh, nice. Uh, the bonfire ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried as well. Okay. So, and, and then as he casts this create bonfire spell, some of the flames start spinning around Aegon himself due to his flames of Lagrethus feet, and they will protect him should he get attacked. Well, not really protect him, but... <laughs> Make it hurt. Yeah, punish the person that attacks him. Yeah, like you just breathe in and draw these flames towards you. Yeah, so that is a dexterity saving throw from the the stabby creature, slashy creature. Okay, yeah, this hulking slashy creature is going to make a dex save. That is going to be a 10. Ah, oh, that fails, so it will take 1d8, which will be 8 fire damage. How about that? Oh, wow, max damage. That's right. So, yeah, these flames just erupt around it, and it, it kind of stumbles backwards trying to get out of the fire, and you feel this presence in the back of your mind kind of like a headache in the back of your head and you start to hear these disturbing whispers yeah I don't like that uh, and with that Aegon is gonna start backing up and maybe bumps into Vez and just kinda says oh, could you take care of this for me I have to go over there <laughs> <laughs> and he okay. so he'll move through Vez's space uh, and kinda make an escape away Okay, uh, and since you move through Vez's space, it does not get to make an attack yes. of opportunity against you when you leave its reach. So yeah, he makes it a few feet away. I just gotta say, I honestly, I cannot remember if that's a homebrew rule or if we determined it was an actual rule. Because we, we've been doing rule. it for so long, but I freaking love that rule. <laughs> just, just because it, it really lets you move around more and position yourself more strategically in 5th edition. I think a lot of people complain that 5th edition is so static, so kind of having this freedom to move makes it a little bit more exciting. Yeah, plus it uh, it incentivizes teamwork. Yeah. Exactly. All right, so Aegon moves away. Vez, you see this now flaming monstrosity, fully illuminated, standing eight feet tall, staring down at you with its uh, two upper arms wielding these massive scythes. And the two lower arms are kind of positioned to grab out at you. What's she gonna do? Uh, she's gonna buff up. Um, she is going to use her bonus action and cast, or use a key point. She's not a caster. Use a key point to summon her arms of astral self. So, out of the darkness, she just suddenly gains two floating spectral arms out of her shoulder blades, essentially, and any creature of my choice within 10 feet, so big flaming monster dude, um, is gonna have to make a saving throw, a deck saving throw. Oh boy, okay. Ooh, that's gonna be a 17. Okay, so it saves then. Um, so never mind. I tried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and then 
with her actual action, she is going to attempt to hit it with two hands and her staff. Ooh, that's a 19 on the die. So, let's see. So that'll be 24. 24 will hit, yeah. Okay, so that... <laughs> it's going to be four bludgeoning damage because I rolled a one on... <laughs> now, this is regular bludgeoning damage, right? Non-magical? Yeah. You deal two bludgeoning damage because this thing is resistant to your non-magical attack. Well... Here we go. So you put a lot of force into your punch, and it just kind of clangs against it. Honestly, now that your fist is connected with it, it looks chitinous. Oh, that but was it's my staff. Your staff. I will okay. punch it though. Well, still, but like the yield under your staff is not what you'd expect from like chitin. It's metal shaped to look like chitin. Mm. Well, then she'll try to punch it because she's mad. Um, uh, Janelle, I don't, I don't think you can. Oh right, I used my bonus action. Never mind. Yeah, you do a flavor punch, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is metallic and not chitinous. Huh? Weird. Wild. <laughs> An anger shin kick that does nothing, but <laughs> no, um, that'll be her turn. Okay, she so wants to keep turn. it distracted. Alrighty. So Theo, it is your turn. Okay, uh, Theo now getting attacked and and seeing this uh, this thing full. Full force, right in front of him. He's he's just gonna hack away. He's gonna he's gonna see what this thing is made of. He's gonna strike at the creature. But first, he's going to. Well, yeah, he'll just do that. He'll strike at the creature first. Now that's a. Oh, not great. Not not a great first strike. Does a fifteen hit? No. Oh, geez, that's rough. Uh, so in that case, um. He's going to just yell out in anger, just and and forgetting about his surroundings, he's he's going to burst, uh, use his storm aura and, and burst out with some fire uh, with his anger, and there'll be uh, two damage to that creature. And a two-o, right? Yes, and a two-o. It's a ten-foot, five-foot radius, ten-foot radius. I think it's ten-foot radius. So both will just take an auto two fire damage. So yeah, you let out this burst of fire and Tuo lets out a pained yelp as he uh, dances out of the way, but it still takes a little bit of damage. Okay, uh, and then Tuo um, hasn't given he hasn't been given any orders, so trying to stay safe, but also protect uh, his master. He's he's gonna run up and he's gonna try to bite this thing. So that is a the seven plus. I, so seven plus four, that's 11. He's probably going to miss two then, yeah? That's a miss. Yeah. Uh, that there, thing, this thing, that thing is thing, tough. like, kicks at 2-0, and 2-0 has to dodge the kick to avoid getting hit, so he misses his bite. He's a brave boy, but uh, that'll be our turn. Okay, so now the one in front of you, 2-0, is going to stand up to its full height, towering over you, and it is going to move away from 2-0 and around you. And it's going to move so it's closer to its ally, the one near Vez at the moment. Uh, does Tuo get an opportunity attack for it leaving his reach? You both get opportunity attacks. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's going to move to within 30 feet of its ally. So now it's about uh, 10 feet away from Theo. Okay. Just completely ignoring him. That's ridiculous. 
Those monsters. Okay, so I'll do uh, two of first. That's not good. He only gets a nine. Yep, that's going to miss. And then Fio's going to try to swipe at it best he can. <laughs> he rolled a two. That's only it's only seven. Oh, my God. That's that's going to miss. Just whiffing it up. So it when it moves to within 30 feet of its ally, the one uh, engulfed in the bonfire, both of their eyes glow even brighter. And the one nearest Tuo lets off a beam through the trees and through the forest at Vez. Good. And since it's within 30 feet of its ally, it's going to deal some extra damage with this searing vision if it hits. No, Josh, is it shooting through any trees or anything? Yeah, it definitely No, it's is. not. It's not. Okay. Actually, here, you know what? You bring up a good point, Janelle. I think... I think you'll get a plus two to your AC because he's shooting through the trees from a distance at you. So yeah, you get a plus two bonus to your AC because he's shooting through the forest. I think that's fair. Yay. (laughs) I'll be nice. Thanks. I should stop doing that. (laughs) My hits only hit at half damage, so. All right, so the first attack is going to be a dirty 20. Well, yeah. I don't know, Janelle, does that that hit even with the, the bonus to your AC? Well, if I was completely obscured, it wouldn't, but because I'm only partially... <laughs> oh, the sass. <laughs> yes, right, it so is. going to be 18 radiant damage to you. What? Fuck. Oh, man, that's nuts. Ooh, boy. I don't like it when Josh homebrews monsters because <laughs> can't hit them and they can hit us. Then it's going to attack again. You're lucky because that is a two on the die for a seven. You ain't going to do it. And the last one, that's going to be a 17. It won't. Booyah. That will not hit you. Nice. Woo! So Vez, kind of like after the first one hits, she dodges the other two and kind of flips away. And the uh, next blast hits the the tree next to her. And just the bark explodes off the tree as it just all the water is converted into steam. And then the one in the bonfire is going to move out of the bonfire and it's going to stalk next to Vez, and it is going to make some attacks against her with its scythes. Good. So first attack. That is a 23. I don't know. I don't think that's going to do it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you don't have cover from this guy. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> well, it's a pretty low roll. That's only eight damage. Only eight. Oh, no. What are you at? Are you up? <laughs> only eight. <laughs> I'm at one. Oh, no. Yeah, I was going to say only eight for uh, these characters. Yeah. Okay, it's it going to slash again at Vez as she she takes a slice across the, uh, the thigh, and she stumbles back. She's bleeding profusely, and it raises its second scythe. That is going to be a 12. No, no sorry, a 13 to hit. Still, still no. Okay. And then it's going to raise them both up and bring them down for a killing strike. Natural one. Oh my god. Yeah. So Vez does a fancy backflip and thunk, thunk, its sides just sink right into the mud and it takes a second to like pull them out, just sends clods of dirt up into the air as it stumbles back and the fire behind it just illuminates it with its arms spread outward. And now it is Jasper's turn. I poke my head out from the tree. I look at the weakest one. And I cast Magic Missile. 
Okay, some more magic missiles from Jasper. This is actually your signature spell, which I like. I really it's like so that. so effective, especially with these guys. Especially when I don't have dark vision and can't see well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's 13. Oh, wow. That's actually a pretty good roll with magic missile. So um, the thing fired its lasers, and then Theo sees these green streaks come from Jasper and just bam, 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 just splash into this, this, uh, monster. Time to reevaluate my tactical positioning. <laughs> Is Jasper going to do anything else? Nope, I'm hiding. I'm okay, so, okay, so that, that was you hiding. Um, I would also like to say something because I forgot to mention this. When these creatures took their turn, after the first one fired its beams and l- lost its uh, spotlight, um, Vez and Gunner, the one you guys are nearest, you saw its eyes dimmed a little bit. So you think the first one drew some power away from its ally. So if one of them attacks with this beam while they're within 30 feet of each other, they cannot both make this attack. Hmm. Okay. That's a good So ju- just to give you a heads up for your planning, you did see the second one dim to the point where you don't think it's going to be able to make that attack again. Well, that's this good news. still hurt. <laughs> it still hurt. I just wanted to, to give you that little tidbit. So now we're on to Gunner. Well, I think Gunner's mindset is still on trying to put some distance between these two. He doesn't really want to leave Vez, but he honestly feels that having her fended off and Aegon heal or cover her or something is going to be the better option here. So Gunner is actually going to brush past Vez real quick. Like, sorry, I'll be back. <laughs> so and- he's, he's going to be like, Vez, I think you can handle this. I'm going to do what Aegon did, and I'm just going to run away. Exactly. She's, like, dying. Yeah. Vez has had both of her allies just leave her to fight this thing. Gunner is going to get right up next to the other one, and he's going to draw his short sword. And as he does, he's going to clang it against his belt, and he's going to unleash a thunder wave as a second-level spell. So that boy needs to make constitution saving throw. Okay. That is a 19. Okay. Yeah, that that does it. So no no pushing, uh, but it's going to take half damage from this attack. Wow. That is... <clears throat> that was one of the worst rolls I've ever gotten on Thunder Wave. So oh, that would have no. been... That would have been eight, but instead it's going to take four Lovely. and not get pushed. Oops. So... I rolled two ones and then a six on that 3d8 <laughs> uh, from my second level thunder wave. It's Yikes. wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, Gunner runs forward, casts thunder wave. There's a boom. And even the tree behind the creature gets knocked back a little bit. But since the creature saw Gunner coming and heard the magic, it takes a slight step to the side and misses most of the sonic blast. And it just towers over Gunner and stares him down. Yeah, now now do do keep in mind, Gunner still has a couple uh, mirror images floating around him, so he he's relying on that as like, oh god, I hope it doesn't actually see which one is me. And uh, also, Vez, if uh, you still have a bardic inspiration, which you can yes. use on one of your attacks if you would like. But yeah, I don't think Gunner's going to do anything else with his turn. So that's it. Okay. Well, Aegon, it is your turn. Well, despite what everyone was saying earlier, Aegon did not 
abandoned Vez uh, because <laughs> seeing that she has been having a bit of a hard time, you know, Aegon understands that because he just had a very hard time. <laughs> so he will run up behind her and he will cast Cure Wounds on Vez, uh, which yeah. will be as a second level spell because he's a warlock. So she will regain 2d8 plus four. So let me roll those. 14 hit points. Woo, look at that. Thank you. Uh, and then since she's still looking a little little worse for wear, as a bonus action, he will chant a little bit, holding tight to his patron's tome. And he will give her some healing light heals. So she'll, um, I'll, use, I'll use two of those. Two healing light deals on her, so that'll be um, 2d6s for there. So that's three and six for nine. Hot dang. Almost back up to normal. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and not bad. With that, Aegon thinks that he has fulfilled his end of the bargain. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll retreat a little bit more back uh, behind a, a tree that he was closer to earlier. Well, be behind uh, in reference to the other creature. Okay, so the the one engaged by Gunner. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So Vez, it is your turn. Okay, time to time to play at half damage. <laughs> um, so she will, she'll take her attack with her staff again with as much force as she can get behind it with her two hands. And that is going to be 19. A 19 will hit. Okay. And then clarification for the Bardic Inspiration, I have to roll it before he tells me, right? If it hits. Yes. Okay. So that hit. So with her staff, she will do, uh, let's see here. So that'll be 10 normally, so five damage, because it's non-magical. And then she's gonna spend another key point and do Fury of Blows. Flurry of Blows. Flurry of Blows. I think fury. it's a Fury. <laughs> <laughs> it's not curious, George. She's furious, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is Flurry, but it's okay. Okay, and with her Flurry of Blows. Hey, you did uh, it. She's, yeah, she's <laughs> gonna use her uh, astral arms, which, fun stuff, uses force damage, so they won't be halved. Ha! Huh. Ah, so it's, 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 it's magical damage, there we go. Yeah. Unless it's resistant <laughs> to force you got me, damage. Yeah, unless, unless it's immune to force damage, let's, let's find out. I, I will personally have a very angry conversation with Josh. No, no, because Nate already used magic missile on it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. shit. D Nate, you should not have done that damage. Sorry. Give me <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you take this <laughs> away oh from us. God. <laughs> no, you know force damage will hurt them. Yes. Good. Okay. So I'm going to make these two unarmed strikes. So the first one, I'm going to use my bardic inspiration because that would be let's see mm, yeah the d6 13 plus my d6 please roll something good ha six okay so 19 a 19 will hit 
Okay, I'm gonna hit more with these than with anything else. Um, so that's gonna be seven. One, one punch for seven. All right, so yeah, you punch forward, you crack some of its chitinous ribs, and there's like a crunch, and the thing actually lets out this weird sound. It's almost like a shriek, but it's like metal shrieking against metal, and it just cuts through the air. <laughs> You're not the only one who can glow, bitch. And then <laughs> I love how quietly she says it, too. It's, like, super dramatic, but she's just like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> Does a 15 hit? No, 15 Dang. will not hit. And then she whiffs it. That's why she whispered, in case she whiffed it, and she did. So then it wasn't, like, a huge dramatic thing. <laughs> yeah, because it would have just been embarrassing if she made a cool speech and then just fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. So. <laughs> Would have been good, though. Would have been good. It would have been interesting, but um, that'll be her turn. She's not going anywhere. She's Her job is to keep it occupied. All right, so we move on to Theo. Theo, it is your turn. Uh, the creature is... nearest to you is engaged in combat with Gunner, and it is still within 30 feet of its ally. Okay. He is He is furious. Uh, he, he can't believe that he didn't get a single hit on this thing. So he's, he's running over, trying to be sort of catty corner to to Gunner. And he is going to, uh, again, burst with his with his bonus action, with his Storm Aura, to, to cast this sort of orb, this ball of fire outward. So he'll take another two fire damage. Just auto. Did you ever figure out what your aura... What yeah, is AJ? it is 10 feet from Theo, so a 10-foot radius. So him so going... Gunner category. will also take that fire damage. Oops. So if you... if you No, it's okay. It's okay. it's just two damage. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's, it's fine. It's no, two you damage. know what? You're right, right. The Gunner no, should have known sense. that this was going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I, like how, I like how AJ is the best team player, but Theo is not. <laughs> Theo is the opposite of a team player. <laughs> Oh he just doesn't gosh. understand his own strength, and he, he gets carried away with his emotions. Okay, so the aura is going to deal two fire damage to this monster, and Gunner, you feel the air starting to heat up around you, too, and, like, you actually start to fry a little bit like a fish that's been left in the sun. <laughs> oh, hot tamale! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a hot tamale over there. So, yeah, Gunner, you take two fire damage as well. Got it. And Theo probably doesn't notice it, but like the forest around him is starting to turn black and shrivel, and like little like embers are starting to arise from the dying plants around him. Gotcha, gotcha. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> Only Theo can start them. Yeah, well, you <laughs> and Aegon over here. He fights here. <laughs> fire with fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, by the way, by the way, uh, Joel, is that fire still there? Uh, I haven't done anything else requiring concentration, so yeah. Okay, I was just curious. Okay, back to you, AJ. Okay, and uh, Theo will, after that burst of flame, uh, sort of in tow with it, he'll, he'll bring down his axe again, trying to swipe at it best he can. Oh, it's a much better roll. It's a 23 to hit. Oh, that will hit. Perfect, okay. Give me that half damage. Uh, but it's got a little stank on it, though, because he, he's raging now. And he gets a plus two to damage. With his, with his Weren't you stick. raging from the beginning, though? Yeah, but this is the first time he's like sort of made those two things coincide, where he's hit so somebody So this is the first raging. time you're remembering, because <laughs> the previous attack should have dealt the extra damage. 
So you're saying no, this I is missed, the first time I you remembered. I missed my first attack. I missed my first attack. And then the okay, second attack, right. too. This is the first time I've like coincided them for the first titties done and also raging. This is this is a this is a good growing moment for Fio. <laughs> he's he's sort of lined up. Yeah, his sorry, I'm just so used to you forgetting your class features. <laughs> I just had to riff on you. That's okay. This time I prepared. This time I prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a D12 plus solid uh, other junk. Okay, give me a sec. That is six plus five. That's eleven. Okay, goes down to five. Right, 11 so you slashes. slash at it, and your axe just isn't very effective against its hide. Which really stinks, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, it does. I mean, you put that extra stank, and it still stunk. Uh, yeah. But it was just it, st it was more stinky, Rude. though, than it, than it would have been. <laughs> Anyways, uh, then following behind Fio, because Fio just runs off again to attack this thing. But Tuo is sort of catching up, trying to figure out what's going on, and just sort of following his, his lead. So after he's done his, his burst, and Theo's slash two will come up right behind the creature and try to bite at it. Ah, I better roll two. That's a 19 to hit. That will hit. Yes. Okay. So uh, he'll, he'll attack with that. But two does have the uh, feature where his attack did succeed. So I need the creature to do to try to resist a DC 12 strength saving throw. Will be knocked prone by my doggy dog. Oh boy. It has good strength, but it's not proficient in it, so it's got an okay bonus, but not a super high bonus. Okay. It could fail. Yep, that's a 10. Oh, it gets knocked prone. So it's like, so yeah, it's like biting the ankle or something. leaps up, grabs onto one of its lower arms, and swings his body weight around, and this thing lets out a shriek, like, like scraping a metal blade against another blade and he pulls it to the ground. Awesome. And so how much damage is that? That is uh, four damage. Bite, four it bite goes damage. down to two, but he leverages his weight to pull this thing down. Yeah. Good boy, good boy. All right, that's our turn. All right, so now it's onto these things. And the one that uh, 2-0 just brought to the ground is going to stand up and it's going to turn, and it's going to attack 2-0. Oh, boy. Its first attack is going to be a 25. Yeah, that'll do it. That was almost a natural 20. Woo! So that's going to deal seven slashing damage. Okay, he's still going, still going. Second one, natural 20. No! My boy! Oof. Oh, my goodness. Don't say it. If you kill him off, how are we going to make him a plushie? That's going to be 17 slashing damage. Oh, my gosh. Okay, he's, he's still he's still going. He's still got some health in him. Yeah, after that after that last attack, Josh, he's he's at he's at three health. He's he's still he's still up. Technically, I'm going to get my my good D20 out. You monster. No, now, this is this is the one that rolls more natural 20s than any of my other ones. <laughs> you monster. So let's, let's see how this goes. Oh, AJ, you're not gonna believe it. What? Natural 13, so that's 19 to hit. Oh, God <laughs> damn it. I, I mean, it still hits. It's, it's it still fun. hits, and it's probably still enough to take him down. Ugh. Well, almost minimum damage. It's gonna be seven slashing damage. Yeah, that'll be enough. Easy. So yeah, down. It lets out, that's not a slash, and 2-0 just lets out a yelp as he uh, falls to the ground. He is just hemorrhaging blood from a deep slash down his side. Oh, and he whines 
and he looks up at Theo and like the fires from Theo's aura starting to buzz around him and he like 2-0 knows that if he stays next to his buddy he's gonna burn him up <laughs> well thanks I feel great <laughs> yeah you should and then the one next to Vez is actually going to circle around her and it's gonna leave her reach Uh-oh. so that it can move Rift to be within Joel. 30 feet of its ally. It's still in her reach. It's still in my reach. Yeah, she has 10 feet reach. That's right. So yeah, it's gonna move a little bit further out of your reach. So it's gonna Send move it. until it's... Uh, yeah, fuck, actually. Yeah, Janelle, you know what? Your extra reach is gonna keep this thing from getting out of your reach to make a ranged attack against Aegon. Well, I think it's it's only if they're within five feet, isn't it? Is it? I thought it was within reach. No, I believe it's only within five feet of an enemy. I can you check real quick. You mean for disadvantage on ranged attacks? Yeah. Oh, uh, I yeah. see. Okay, well, you know what? Joel, take an inspiration because you are giving me some information that is counter to your own survival. Yeah. <laughs> so take an inspiration. If only he would use them. He's going to move until it's 10 feet away from Vez and 15 feet away from Aegon, but it is now within full view of you, Aegon. And it's going to... Its eyes are going to glow with this extra radiant energy, and it is going to try to blast you with its radiant eyes. Ruh-roh. That's only going to be a 12 to hit for the first one. Uh, 12 matches. Oh, okay, well... Happy day for Josh. <laughs> well, let's see. I, I like these dice. These dice never fail me. Well, you don't have to do too good. If it was almost minimum damage, did 7 well, to 2 oh, then... Uh... Okay, well, that's that's 15 <laughs> rating yeah, damage. I'm a zero. <laughs> I'm a zero. Uh, that feels illegal. Oh. <laughs> so it takes Aegon down to zero, and then it whirls around and it fires two more at Vez. Fun. Um, that is going to be an 11 and a 14. Nope. Neither of those hit? You don't no. have any cover. Yeah, no, neither of those hit. I'm a monk. I'm tough. I don't... <laughs> it just sweeps its beams across the forest, just causing bark to explode from the trees and plants to wither and die. But you just do a backflip and a, a pirouette and just dodge this burst. And then we're on to Jasper. Yay. If you can heal, you may want to heal. So, uh, can't heal. So, uh, <laughs> weakest thing. Just got to get the magic missile. <laughs> Give him the old magic missile. That's 12 damage. Magic go back to my missile. Tree. Okay, so yeah, you fire these bolts, and they puncture right through the thorax of the creature standing between Gunner and Theo, and it explodes from inside with bursts Yay. of light and you see this uh, bluish fluid leak from it, and it kind of hits your magic missiles and just explodes outward in an explosion of force magic, and it just explodes from the inside. Oh my gosh. That's how you kill steel. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Now we can all focus on killing this other one over here. Yeah, Janelle, tank better. Why, Aegon's down. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so Poor then after, after uh, 
Jasper's turn, you hear a shout from the forest. I'm a hero! Oh and no. Full of fire <laughs> flies from uh, Fergus's hands God towards the uh, creature that's between uh, Aegon and Vez. That's a, actually a cocked die. I'm proud of that man. So that's actually going to be an 18 from Fergus to hit, which will match its AC. Yay, Fergus. <laughs> so he fires this bolt. And it deals seven fire damage to it. So he blasts it in the back while it's looking away from him. And it, like, turns to look at him as its uh, laser beams are starting to spread back into a spotlight. And you just see Fergus stop, just illuminated by this light. And he begins to backpedal, and then he just freezes. He doesn't know what to do in this situation. Get behind a tree, she yells at him. I don't know if he has movement left, but... Uh, he, he doesn't have any movement left, so he's just standing in the open like... Uh... Shit. <laughs> so it's on to Gunner. Okay, so... Uh... Those are my feelings. Squish is going to try to take care of Squish. <laughs> Hey, Gunner is not any squishier than Vez is. Arguably, Gunner is slightly tougher. Slightly. What? Well, slightly. We're, we're, about, we're about to find out. Yeah. Yep. We're about to yes, find out, are. so let's go. Let's go. Go, Daniel. So, uh... Oh, hang on. Uh, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so Gunner is going to... He, seeing his fallen ally, he's like... Sorry, I keep, whenever I say Aegon, I want to do Aegon's voice, so I'm having a hard time not. Uh, Gunner's going to say, wait a minute, Aegon, you have to get up and help. Um, cheese blast. And then he's going to like, he's going, uh, for certain, he doesn't know why he yells that, but he's actually casting Healing Word as a bonus action. And as a material um, component, he throws a piece of cheese at Aegon. Yes, he throws a piece of cheese at Aegon. <laughs> And it gives Aegon the strength of five hit points. Oh man. Yeah. So Aegon is brought back from the brink of <laughs> bleeding out. Or less bleeding out. I think this was just more raw damage to his body. Because it was all burned and singed, so he wasn't really bleeding. But some of that heals up and he's able to breathe enough to uh, stagger back up. And then Gunner's going to use his quick boy skills to run all the way up next to this thing, uh, putting himself between the creature and Aegon. He's going to attack with the short sword. And that is a 25 to hit, almost that, a nat 20. That will hit. Sadly, it's not a natural 20, so it's not going not gonna to be a good hit. <laughs> no. It's something well, nonetheless. Yeah, it wasn't a good hit anyway. It's minimum damage, so that's going to be a 5. Oh, I think you mean two, man. Sorry, Daniel. That's Gunner just doing his thing. Yep. Saving everyone. Yeah, so Gunner runs up with his blade and slashes at it, and it isn't super effective, just kind of lightly cuts into its uh, armor, and then it just turns around and looks at you, but then looks away and focuses its attention on Fergus. So Aegon, it is your turn. Aegon has... Once again, been brought back from the brink of death, as you mentioned. Uh, so <laughs> Just covered in burns. Yeah, he's just laying on the ground right now, and I think he, he kind of just sits up a little bit and looks at the situation, and then he, he thinks, well, oh, we'll do this. 
and casts Create Bonfire under the creature. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a dex save. It'll make its dex save. So Gunner watches this bonfire just erupt under this creature as it gets a five on its dex save. Take a d8. Uh, And that is five fire damage. All right, so your bonfire begins to eat away at it, and it lets out a shriek. And with that, Aegon will crawl backwards and nudge himself up, put his back up against the tree trunk. Uh, he's staying prone. So. Okay, so you are prone and in heavy cover. So you're you're pretty good. You're not going to get hit by anything unless a third one comes in. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, no. As you open your eyes from taking a deep breath, you see in front of you. Oh, no. <laughs> Seven more. <laughs> I don't know what we did to piss Josh off, but we did something. <laughs> All right, so Aegon, that's your turn. Move on to Vez. Okay, seeing that it's staring down Fergus and Vez is just not happy with the situation, um, she will close in on it, basically flanking it with Gunner on the other side and getting in between her and Fergus and it as much as she can, at least. Uh, And she'll do what she did before. So first hit will be with her staff. That's going to miss. <laughs> okay. Horribly with an eight will not hit. And then she'll spend another key point to do her flurry of blows. You mean your fury of blows? Yeah, my fury of blows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 15 doesn't hit. 15 does not hit. Please. Okay. 18. Yeah. 18 will match its AC. Oh, man. I get one. One punch. (laughs) One punch, girl. One punch. And that'll be four. (laughs) All right. And since that's force damage, it all goes through. So you punch another part of its body and you feel it crumple under your magical fist. And yeah, she, I mean, she's trying to keep it occupied and away from Fergus because she knows if he gets hit, it's game game over for him so yep no hiding right. today Theo it is your turn Theo having a very sobering moment uh, only being awake for, for less than a, like a minute or two after all this realizes just the, the severity of the situation seeing his dog go down and Gunner and everything else running around and this, this monstrosity just exploding in front of him he, he drops his demeanor and, and and quickly rushes over to Tuo and drops his axe and grabs a potion from his back that he bought from, from the shop and, and just tries to stabilize Tuo while trying to feed him this potion. Doesn't really know what he's doing. He's just trying to dump it and, and just try to save his poor dog. Okay, so you're going to pour this healing potion into uh, Tuo's mouth. Yes, yes, yes. And okay, so that's your action to do that. Okay, cool. Uh, and it's a regular healing potion, so it does uh, 10 HP of healing. Yep, because we're doing a variant rule where potions will always heal max instead of 2d4 plus 2. Awesome, cool. So so Tuo is, is is hopefully immediately back up to 10, right? Yes. As as so just a little bit of flavor text, because this is the first time we've drunk a potion on the show, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you pour this potion down Tuo's throat, 
and he stiffens and he just starts letting out a series of pained whines as the potion begins to heal his body. But healing potions are incredibly painful and uncomfortable. Oh. Uh, those who've consumed healing potions say they taste like acid and you feel like your body is being ripped apart from the inside Ugh. because it like rebuilds your body on a cellular cellular level. So it's painful for a good six seconds, but then he kind of like staggers up and looks up at you and nuzzles against you. The pain starts to recede from him. I, I think he just tries to hold his dog as much as he can, and I think Tua just takes his turn to just try to try to be with with Theo, and they just kind of sit there for their turn. Okay. So now it's the creature's turn. The uh, monstrosity is going to step out of the bonfire, and it is going to swing at Vez again. So it's Scythe is going to come down. That's an eight. It's going to miss. It's going to come down again. That is a 17. That would hit, uh, except now knowing how much damage <laughs> these guys like to take, um, as my reaction, I'm going to add plus five to my AC for my from my cloak, and That's I'm right. going to have that miss me. So the magical cloak kicks up a mode of wind that sweeps its scythe out of the way, and then it tries to make one more attack against you. That is a two on the die, so you are good. Jasper, it is your turn. You know what time it is. Magic missile. <gasps> it's the only spell that's useful against them. That's 11 damage. All right, All back right. to hiding. So again, it's like Emerald Lagasse. Bam, bam, bam. You send your bolts into it and it stumbles backwards. But this isn't a cooking show, so you know someone's going to die in the end. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's going to be Fergus's turn. He's going to move his position and he's going to say, It's okay, guys. I'm going to save you. And he's going to shoot a firebolt between Vez and Gunner at this creature. And that's going to be a 21 to hit. Look at Fergus. He's finally useful for something. What a good boy. Yeah, what a good boy. And he, yeah, okay. And it's actually going to be max damage from the firebolt. So 10 fire damage. He blasts it in the face. And it kind of stumbles back. And, like, its second pair of arms come up to, like, cover its faceplate for a moment. And, like, the spotlights are, like, streaming through its fingers. And Gunner, it is your turn. Did, this thing did is Fergus... On use all his movement already or no he's no he's staying like 50 feet away oh 50 feet away okay okay good so yeah i think at this point yes he does duck behind a tree because now he's kind of out of his shock so he uses a little bit of it to move behind a a tree trunk thank god i was gonna say she's gonna yell at him again to do that hey he's being a hero what else can you ask for not dying yeah, that's a pretty good that's one. That's my oh, no, Come on, Fer- Fergus has 24 <laughs> hit points, Janelle. Come on, that's as much as you have right now. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you know what? And I've already almost gone down, so yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, anyway, it is Gunner's turn, so... Yeah. So, Gunner is going to use his swords and kind of do a... Um, he's going to sort of... Sort of? Clang them together... Yeah, he's going to sword of. <laughs> See, did you get it, AJ? It's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought I made the joke. Did I, did I not do it right? Yeah, yeah, but then but then I made it. So. Then Daniel Reveal made the light to us, Daniel. I did. Oh, oh would you? <laughs> yeah. Come on, make your attack, Daniel. Come on, let's do it. See if you can so, end this fight right here, right now. So Gunner, yeah, he take he takes his swords and he hits them together to make sort of a harmonic sound that sort of breaks 
into a thunder wave. Second level. Hopefully some good kaboom stuff. So it needs to make a con saving throw, which I'm sure it's very good at. Well, it's okay at con rolls. I rolled really high on the first one. This one, however, I only got an 11. Okay, so that's not going to do it. So it is going to take... Uh, pfft, sorry, one of the one of the die I rolled with that was a D4. <laughs> Just like, wait a minute, how did I get a third D8? Um, okay, hang on. Oh, that's very good. So that's going to be 18 thunder damage, and it's going to push it back 10 feet. Well, there's nothing left to push back. Did you fire off this thunder wave, and it hits it full force, ruptures both of its chests, and for a brief second, you see this blue magical fluid that you've seen both in the storm clouds and in its other ally. And when the thunder from your blast hits it, the fluid erupts into thunderous bursts. And it's just boom, 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 boom. The thing just explodes from the inside. And just shards of it are all that remain as they rain down in the forest behind you. Free fireworks, huh? <laughs> Oh, man, what a fight. Holy crap. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.